Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Old School, New School podcast. I am Will Charles Egan, and as always, we have Chris Meekins. What up? We're now sitting a little closer together, <laughs> and the setup is slightly different. It's closer because... Why? Because I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> it shouldn't be. It should. Well, here we are, but if if you're not listening... The setup is ever so slightly different. We also have Christmas decorations because yes. tis the season. Tis the season. And stuff. We, we don't have any Christmas decorations. Yeah. That's not true. We have one Christmas decoration at my place. We have the tree, and then we have one Christmas painting on the wall that I demanded we put up. Other than that, men aren't out there yeah. decorating. Yeah. My wife is very minimal uh, mm-hmm. on everything, and right. so there's the right amount. Yes, According to her. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you messing with me? Because I look around and I don't, I don't exactly think minimal would be the first word that comes to mind. Oh, go to some of the people that are my age. <laughs> house. Okay, fair like, enough. Go to a 67-year-old woman's house. Yeah. You'll say, this is who, pretty minimal. Who yeah. put up all that stuff? Man. Yeah. What is so, all this doing? So Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and a Happy New Year. It should be coming out right a couple days before Christmas. Yeah. We'll have... I mean, we can also plan for our Christmas episode because we're going to have you know, time off, obviously. Yeah. So we'll figure something out. But today we're talking about being, what is it? Total totally dependent on the Lord. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. So Because we, it's real. Because it's real. It's we, real. Why don't you read that verse? Experience here. It is Psalm 8611. And it says, Lord, teach me how you want me to live. Do this so that I will depend on you, my faithful God. Give me a heart that doesn't want anything more than to worship you. Wow. Wow. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. We, Teach me. I, see you next week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Come back next week. No, this is, this is really good because it's, it's straight to the point, And I really like the fact that it is, Lord, teach me how you want me to live. Teach me how to be dependent on you. Yeah. Because this is not, I think the whole point of this episode is this is not a thing that you do on your own. You can't. You, you can't. Especially the the Christian life, right? You yeah. can't do it. I mean, oh, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to white knuckle yeah, it. We keep on referring to that every yes. every uh, episode. Yes, it's true. I mean, it's kind of like it's like trying. This is going to be a really corny example, but it's like trying to be a Jedi without using the Force. It's like you can only get so far without. That makes sense to ninety eight percent of our audience. <laughs> the other two percent. That they're are you? Going, they're going. What? What is that from? What is are that, you? Star is Wars. That from Gladiator. 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 I'm, no, I'm literally wearing a Star Wars shirt right there now. There you go. I don't know if that was a hint enough for you. The Lord was in this. That's right. Yeah. So it's it is kind of like having you know the Jedi. They wield their lightsabers. The yada yada. But they're nothing without this supernatural power that they have. The Force. Yeah. So you know you can kind of tie it in in a sort of backwards way to. Our faith, you know, we don't exactly have lightsabers or anything like that. No, I like to think I do because I'm still 22. Well, you have you have uh, you have Ephesians uh, uh, six. Uh, yeah, you get the, the armor of God. The armor of God. You have the sword of the spirit. There you go. It's probably better than a lightsaber, anyways. But <laughs> we're well. Wait a total minute. nerd. Uh, we live in a new days. Mm-hmm. People do know what a lightsaber is. Well, yeah, my people would know. You people. Us peoples. Well, yeah. you you probably saw Star Wars when it came out in theaters. Yeah. I was in the Navy. I was in Gulfport, Mississippi. And uh-huh. this girl, I took this girl on a date. And she's like, yeah, let's go see Star Wars. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, oh, I've seen it eight times. Holy cow, really? And so we went and I went, 
Eh, that's okay. Dang. I didn't like her. I didn't like her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't worth it. First and only date. She was really a nice girl. Uh, But it was a one and done. Yeah, one and done. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, what she is may it? have put that into my mind. She may have transferred <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. These drones are and not the ones you're looking for. Yes. She's like, this woman is not the woman. <laughs> <laughs> she is the force on you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, how is your car wash thing going? Well, so we we signed the papers Friday, nice uh, on the fifteenth, and then we um, took over that afternoon. Heck but yeah. reality didn't set in until Monday morning. Mm. So Monday, I went to work. So you went to work. Well, you know, I showed up. Formality. And found out what I just bought. Mm-hmm. I probably should put that on. Oh, ringer. embarrassing! His phone just went off, dude. Um, so, so Monday, uh, so Monday, I went in. And, you know, just everything settled down. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything. It's an operating uh, business. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was like, I was crapping my pants. We'll just yeah. put it that way. I mean, <laughs> I was over. Whelmed. Yes. I mean, I've I've done a lot of things. I've been in a been in a fire. I've been in dead persons doing mm. CPR. I've done yeah. m- multiple times. Hey, you've been in but it was a different kind of pressure. Yes. Of things that I was not expecting, and mm. and mm. so um, I mean, I went home and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" I got home oh, at like two o'clock, <laughs> and I, I just um, uh, I, I just want to make sure that. I, well, anyway, it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I was just was like numb. Mm. And and I didn't know what to do. So we went to bed that night, and I fall asleep like yeah, that. Instantly. I mean, I usually fall asleep while my wife is. I pray first. Yeah. And then she prays, and I'm usually asleep. Uh-huh. By the time she's <laughs> praying, you're already. And so, uh, but I woke up at like 1 o'clock. Oh, wow. And I started thinking about these two problems that I had. And mm. they were major problems. And oh, they were going to major financial decision. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I, you know, and you know how you get thinking. Oh, yeah. How this you get thinking. Mm-hmm. This is unsolvable. Yes. And oh, then I'm yes. like going through anger. I'm going through this. I'm yeah. going through all this other thing. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, how do I do this? How, how am I going to do this? I'm like, okay, just, you know, just muscle through it. Muscle mm. through it. Muscle right. through it. But now it's three o'clock in the morning. Right, it's been two hours of just sitting there trying to figure it out in your head. Yeah, I, yes. I couldn't do it. Yeah, and so, uh, and so I was I was under a deep conviction mm-hmm. that that I well not deep I was broken. Yeah, I was like I'm like I made a huge mistake. Mistake. Yes, expensive one. This is going to uh-huh. be one of the more expensive ones that I've done. <laughs> made a few mistakes. Yeah, and so uh, I just felt like the spirit of God was saying, "You need to." get out of bed and get on your knees right, mm. right now wow. and release this to me. There you go. Middle of the night. At three o'clock in the morning. Those things happen at the middle of the night. And Those so, things tend to happen then. And so I got out. I got on my knees mm-hmm. and I, I just released this situation, these people, this problem mm-hmm. to God. There you go. And so uh crawled back in bed mm-hmm. and I fell asleep until 530. I, I mean, seriously, you know, and honestly, no, yeah. that worked out good for me. Then <laughs> the next morning I woke up uh-huh. and, and my devotion was Psalm 145. Oh, there you go. And, uh, it was, it was, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. 
His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will con- commend your works to another. They will tell you of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. Then we will declare your abundant goodness and joyful and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Okay, so yeah, so it stopped. Mm. It. I, I'm like the next morning. I'm reading this, and then my New Testament reading mm-hmm. was on loving people and being a representative oh, wow. of God. Oh, and so, cool. and so the whole devotion was when you're working through something. And I mean, mm. this is like bizarre. Yes. Oh, but, yeah. but this happens more often than you would realize. I get this a lot too. Yeah. And so, so I'm like, okay, God, I gave it to you last night. Mm-hmm. Your word says that you're going to take care of it. Yeah. My job is to believe that yep. you can handle this too. Yes. And this is like a lot of money handled. <laughs> this is a big thing to handle. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so Joyce comes over. She's like, how you doing? Because I was like, the night before, I just was like, Freaking out. I wasn't talking. Yeah. And that's like. Yep. That's a sign. That's a sign. Something's up with this Something's one today. <laughs> so, so I read it. I'm like. I believe God's going to take care of it. I, I yeah. totally believe, and I'm going to just act out in love and do what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, it it's more about the people that I'm dealing with. Mm. Okay. And God's got me there for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And love overcomes everything, mm-hmm. and generosity overcomes everything. Yeah. So I went in, and first thing I did is I talked to the one person, and it was like, nothing that she was asking me i had this in my mind that mm-hmm. she was gonna and i'm like yeah that's cool yeah and then i uh, talked to this other person and um he explained to me what it was and i'm like well that makes total sense oh. okay yeah solved uh-huh. <laughs> oh really solved problem solved problem solved nice got all kinds of work done I came home yesterday. I'm like, I think I might like this. <laughs> this is the greatest job. You went from I can't do this to this is the greatest job I mean, ever. I, to I totally got screwed on the, yes got on this deal. Yeah, and so and and it all began with what? Just one little bit of doubt, and that was yeah. that it was a little seed that grew into I can't do this. Right. And it's always with little things like that, where whether it's with your job or whether it's with a relationship or a family trouble or a a friend problem that you're having where it'll be one little thing that somebody says or it'll be one little thing that happens where you, you tend to dwell on it and then it grows out of proportion because you're just like, you're talking to especially, yourself. Yeah, especially in, at night. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. The things didn't bother me all day long. Right. But in, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Once you get to the echo chamber in your mind when you're on your own, just horrible. in your head sleeping, that's, that's when things start that's to... Horrible grow and then the doubt starts to seep in and well what about this and you can't do this and everything's gonna be terrible and you get into the like the downward spiral and then you wake up the next morning and you're like you have those few moments where you kind of forget about the problems and it's just like ah new day and then you start to remember everything you're like oh that's right i have all these problems and then sinking right back in and i forgot i forgot one thing. So mm-hmm. after I prayed, crawled back into bed, I put one of my ear pods in mm-hmm. and I put on worship music. At 3 a.m.? Yeah, just real quiet in mm-hmm. my ear. And then just real quiet, just real quiet. And I just listened to worship. And uh, and then and then I did it like last night. I mm-hmm. slept all night long. Wow. To the worship music? No, I didn't even turn on the worship music. Oh, I went wow. to sleep and woke up at, you know. Yeah. 
my typical three o'clock. I always wake up for the last really 10, 15 years, three o'clock. Boom. You could set your clock on my, what do you, up. what do you do? <laughs> Just go pee or something? It's an old man problem. I don't know. man. <laughs> Those are things that I don't think about or yeah, consider because yeah. I'm still 22 it's years old. Anybody that knows an old man knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now you'll know. We'll see when I get there. 54. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, I'll write it down when yeah. I get to 54. <laughs> say, oh, now I know what he was that talking about. Thing. That's what he was talking about <laughs> 30 years ago. Oh, that. So, so you, I mean, has there ever been a, a time, and like even recent, and, that, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we want to talk about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that... This is real stuff that is, this is real yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. This is us going through life. This is a documenting of our <laughs> weekly life as well. Right. As much as we're, you know, teaching other people or giving our life experience, we're also preserving the things that we're thinking about on this podcast. Yes, yeah, because this just doesn't happen. Right, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're it, it comes through brokenness. Yeah, th- this is just what happens when you are totally dependent on God. This isn't something that happens when you're kind of, well, let's try this on our own. Because I would have, had I ever tried to start a podcast, it would be just unlistenable garbage. Because I would have no means of doing it. I'd have no desire. I'd be super inconsistent. But when the Lord put something on your heart and then you invited me into this, now we get this amazing opportunity we always talk about every single week. We always talk about we're so glad that we get to do this. And this we is get, amazing. We get done. We're like that was like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every single episode that we always finish, it's always man. Well, this let's, is great. let's switch gears a little bit. This uh-huh. is really nothing more than discipleship. This is me yes. and you, you know, discipling a, an older guy with a younger guy, mm-hmm. and knowing that it's not it's not like as painful, right? I mean, you got to find the right person. We're compatible. Yes, absolutely. We you know, we click yeah, very well. We don't we don't. I don't worry about what he's doing. No, yeah. Other than for one hour a week. <laughs> yeah, at 3 a.m. No, no. Like, I'm, <laughs> when we do the podcast. Yes, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's discipleship. And, and again, part of that is, well, God, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then God's going, go get, well, a couple of mics, yes. get a couple of mics. Yes, there you go. And so we're, as we're learning it. So um, when you, when you, um, have have had to depend on God. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you, we were talking beforehand. Right. Will <laughs> Will is the only, the one, the only. This is why he's. <laughs> am I allowed to say arrogant? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think he's arrogant. I am, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're really not. Um, right. But you're uh, uh, you're an only. You're the only grandchild. Oh on right. Both yes. sides. Yes. Yeah, on my dad's side and on my mom's side, I am the only one. You know, my mom was an only child. My dad has two sisters, neither of which had children of their own, and so it's pretty much just me. Yeah, and so and so, it's not that anybody's got because we were talking about. He's like, I'm, I think I'm going to go with my grandmother's on Christmas night, and I'm mm-hmm. like, why? He's like, because I'm the only one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I kind of have a responsibility to show up. I can't be like, hey, brother, this year you go to grandma's. I'll yeah. be with my friends this year. Yeah. It's like, no, you have to show your face and be like, I am the grandson. So being that family pressure, and, and nobody's putting pressure on you. No, yeah, it's all self-imposed. But it's also, how do you how do you depend on God to go, okay, this is, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying this, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, say whatever you want. Say your mom this is not 
Okay. <laughs> what are you going to say then? Now I'm your worried. mom. Your mom sent me a text. She said, uh, "There's no hot tub coming." So, oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah no we're not having tub. a hot tub in the backyard, unfortunately. Um, but uh, like, you have to depend on God to be will the son, mm-hmm. the grandson, mm-hmm. and and yet your will. You're a pretty independent guy, though. Very much so. Yeah. And so how do you depend on God to be like in family relationships? I mean, because yeah. we've got so many people that, right. I mean, it's dysfunctional. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we got some dysfunctional listeners <laughs> because we got here. two dysfunctional. Yes. Human beings. Human beings. In every way possible. So how do you depend on God mm-hmm. to, to do what we said? Do this so that I will depend on you, mm-hmm. my faithful God. Give me a heart that doesn't want anything more to worship you. That's the next step. But yeah. how do you be will the son? I, to be will the son, well, I mean, a lot of being the son, you know, there's the family pressure and the responsibilities. Of, you never heard this question until now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I have to deal with this all the time. No, but I, I don't really think about it. It's like, how are you a son? How are you a good son? Because a lot of the times you'll hear, you know, pastors or something to say, it's just like, how do you be a good husband? How do you be a good son? How do you be a good father? For me, I never really think about that because I just, I am. And a lot of that, the main part of being a son, especially when you're my age, is just showing up because, you know, you're independent now. You don't need your parents as much as you used to. So, I mean, yeah, obviously you rely on your parents and your grandparents still to an extent, but you're at a point where you're independent, where all you got to do is show up, and to your family, that is just an absolute delight. And so you have to make a choice, though. Yeah, I have to actively be like, yes, I'm going to visit my family because I love and I care about them. Is there something deeper inside you that makes those decisions? Hmm. Thanks. You're coming out with these hard-hitting questions because these are things that I never think about. Um, well, when it comes to my, my grandparents specifically, because there is there, I mean, with anybody's you know, family that is getting older it's it's always the question of how much time do you have how much precious moments do you have left with them and so i always have to think yeah you got to make a a concerted effort to be with your family because you know the family is the first the first they're line the pe- of they're the people that are there when people that nobody are else life. shows up exactly and so you have to steward those relationships well and so something deep inside of me especially when i don't want to it's like i want to just stay in today it's Sunday. I don't have to go. And then something deep inside, he's like, you should probably go and, you know, visit your mom because she wants to talk to you or you need to go do this because she loves you because she loves you. Yeah. Or maybe your mom needs you. She needs to move some things around or put up Christmas decorations. Something as simple as that. It's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that, but I have to because I'm their kid and they literally raised me. It's the least I could do, yeah. but I have to make an effort within me just to show up because especially as an only child on multiple levels and only grandchild and only like I have no cousins too, which is another thing that's weird. Like my roommate has cousins. I've never experienced the whole cousin. That's thing. why I get along with you. Cause Joyce is exactly <laughs> the same. Oh, for real? Yeah. She's got nobody. There you go. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm, I operate very differently than most people. Just she me. wants me to be healthy because she would have no life after I die. Right, exactly. She could not yes. survive without me. Such they a good can't point. survive without us. Maybe that's why I'm such a codependent <laughs> nightmare. I need you to be in my life because without you, there's nobody. I got nobody. Uh, yeah. I mean, with being a child, an only child, you just got to show up because 
that in and of itself is such a delight to the family members. It's like, oh my gosh, Will's here. So the how do we how do we relate this to then? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can actually say the same thing that God wants us to be completely like dependent on Him. Yeah. Like the same way we always were on our family. Absolutely. And I think there's a it's showing up. A great tie in is the the way that we kind of show up with our family and our family rejoices when we show up. When we simply show up for God, right. all of the heavenly host rejoices that we're there. So the family is a representation of yeah. God. Yeah, I mean a lot of family analogies in the Bible. I mean, you hear, you know, the church is considered the bridegroom of Christ or that the body of Christ is a family, you know, the family of believers, the iron sharpens iron where three, two or more are gathered there. I am with them. It's all about or six or more or seven, seven or three or two, or a couple, <laughs> whoever many want to show up. But that's the thing about the heavenly family is, you know, that we're not related by blood we're related through spirit. That is the heavenly family. And then there's the heavenly host. So when we show up, for God, you, whether it's like, hey, God, use me today, or I'm here to worship, or I'm here to journal, or I'm going to serve in church today, whatever it looks like for us to show up in our walk with Christ, I think the heavenly host rejoices that we, again, have chosen to follow God for another day, because it's a daily decision to pick up your cross and carry it with things that you don't want to keep doing, with things that you cannot stand and but you're going to still continue to be resilient because you know that's where God has called you and you know that's where he needs you though you might not understand it i mean i'm talking i'm preaching to myself right, right now yeah. these are things that i think build your faith the most is because i mean total dependence is psalm 62:7 i depend on god to save me and to honor me he is my mighty rock and my place of safety so the first sentence here I depend on God to save me and honor me. The very first thing that's most important is God's going to save me because that's really what matters. What ultimately matters is God gets the glory and the praise, but he's also going to honor me because in these things that God is calling me to do that I, whether I don't understand it or I don't want to do it, I'm going to be honored in some way. And ultimately the reason why I serve God isn't just so that I can get something out of it. It's to serve God and love others, but there is going to be some, you know, justice or there's going to be some reward for something that I did or how I was because God sees us even when nobody else is looking. And when you're, you know, you're sweeping the floor when nobody else asks you to, or you're staying extra hours or you're doing folding towels at the car wash. Yeah. There you go. Perfect example for you. <laughs> when you're doing those little things, like, God, I own this place. What yeah, the hell what the, what I hired, going on here? I hired people to do this. Why am I, I got doing people? It? Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. They're doing work. Yes. Yeah, but when you have the opportunity to just continue to do those little things, that's when you steward your faith the best. And that's when God sees you and says, I'm going to honor you for the good works that you're doing. So keep it up, kid. And I think what happens is you you point people. So people see you in your relationship with your your mom or Mm -hmm. your dad. And and our friend Kai, Mm -hmm. uh, that we're trying to get on this show, but he won't do it. So anybody that knows, you get pressure on that. But anyway, (laughs) uh, like he honors his mom. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's always so honoring to her Mm -hmm. and uh, treats her with respect, um, at least in front of me. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, kids are From what I they, see. You know, when they're when you're with your parents, you're like, shut up, yes. yeah. But when you're in public with them, it's like everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so it goes on. It goes on to say, uh, "Give me a heart 
that doesn't want anything more than to worship you. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about worship. So Mm. it's like, oh, so I have to sit and uh, sing uh, like hymns. (laughs) Kumbaya. Some people do that. Do you remember that? <laughs> Onward no. Christian soldier. Again, what year was this? This was this was long ago. <laughs> this is before this I was in born? In the 70s. This is the 70s and the early 80s. This is before I was born. This was before Keith Green made the scene. See, I don't even know who that is. You don't know who <laughs> Keith Green is? Maybe I'm just a bad Christian. I don't know who, who he, is Keith he's, Green. He started it all. He was like one of the first contemporary music. Oh, like really. contemporary Christian worship. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, so what does worship mean? To well, God, yeah. I mean, I, uh, uh, that guy in in um, California, the Purpose Driven Life. You've never heard of Purpose Driven Life. <laughs> I'm a bad Christian, is what I'm finding out here. I don't Are know. you serious? <laughs> Rick Warren. Oh, Rick Warren. Okay, I know the, who that is. He wrote the Purpose Driven Life. Okay, well, no, I know that. no, I'll no, get no. you a copy of that. No, all right, we'll read it. It yeah. it it's, it was amazing. But mm-hmm. anyway, he talks about what worship is. Okay, and it's not just going into church. Right. Four songs, yeah. message, mm-hmm. you're out. Get out, exactly. What is worship to you? Well, worship could be contemporary music. A lot of people, especially the younger, non-denominal Christians like myself, when they hear the word worship, they tend to think of, you know, there's Elevation, there's Hillsong, there's um, Bethel, there's, oh, there's Maverick City, which is maybe the biggest, hippest Christian worship group there is. I hate them. You don't like Maverick? Oh, my gosh. No? I, I tried. I keep on trying, but it's, oh, just, it's not taken. No? I shouldn't say I hate. That's Well, that's probably I strong. Them. I love them. <laughs> I love them for who they are. <laughs> but the work that they do is not for me. That's a no. nice way of putting it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to each their own. But for me, I think I think they're good. Okay. It's just, it's, I, I can understand the, like, hipster Christian thing where people are like, come on, what the heck is this? But I... I think worship is obviously more than just contemporary or even just more than hymns. Cause some people, some people are like the, you know, you only read the King James version because it's older. Therefore it's good. Or you only sing old hymns because it's older and therefore it's good. And they think, you know, Christianity is this boring old practice that old dusty people practice just because it's older. Therefore means good. And they think that, you know, because my Bible was written before yours, it's more accurate or something. It's a lot deeper than well, that. Well, it's, it's time-tested. Yes. That's a very good point, is when things are old and they continue to be how they were back then, how they are now, it's, again, it's time-tested. But worship is a lot more than just those regular practices that some people think are boring. Worship is, heck, I say this almost every single episode, it's a day-to-day practice. Okay. I feel like everything is a day-to-day practice because really the whole the whole... Christian life is living day to day, just continuing to say yes to God, and worship is in everything that you do. Okay, that's where I, I'm <laughs> right. All that. Thank said, you for getting there. <laughs> <laughs> takes me a while to get to the point. Yeah, thank God I finally arrived oh, at the conclusion. Yeah. I, I had to check my email while you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's honoring God in everything, everything that you, you do. do. So yes. you worship while you're when you go to work. It's an act of worship because God's mm-hmm. called you to represent him at work. Yes. Uh, when you give, it's an act of worship. Mm-hmm. When you uh, are kind to whatever, it's mm-hmm. an act of worship. Yeah. But 
but being the person that God created you to be. So that's what purpose driven life is. Yeah, being okay. the person that God created you to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you when you do that, God's like, see, mm-hmm. see, yeah. You know, it's it's like there you go. This podcast. Mm-hmm. We bo- I, we both believe that God's called us to do that. Mm-hmm. This is an act of worship. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and so and so and it's not about the results, which we keep on talking about. Mm-hmm. It's more about. God's given us an ability to have a conversation about pretty much anything. Yeah, absolutely. And so when we choose to do that, we are using the gifts that God gave us Mm -hmm. to talk about things that God's shown us over the years and and our perspective. Mm -hmm. And so when we do that, so, you know, it's, uh, I heard this one saying it's uh, like I was a fireman and uh, I'm a, Follower of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. cleverly disguised as a firefighter. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And yeah. so, uh, whatever you're doing, whether you're a beautician, whether you're a you know a doctor, whether you're a carpenter, whether mm-hmm. you're a, 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 a host or a waiter, yeah, whatever you do, I'm cleverly disguised as a follower of Jesus. Absolutely. I mean, I'm cleverly disguised as that, but I'm a follower right. of Jesus. Follower of Jesus, cleverly disguised as whatever your occupation or your hobby or this or that is. And so, and so, give me a heart that doesn't want anything more than to worship you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, God, help me to worship you. Like you know, I got a, I got a mouth. And <laughs> it's been working. I also have a mouth. I've been working on it. Mm-hmm. And um, yesterday, I you know there was. I almost swore like three times in front of everybody that I don't know if is a Christian or not mm-hmm. that doesn't swear. Oh, right. Nobody's yeah. swearing except for me, the Christian in the room. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, God, you've got to help me mm-hmm. to stop that because I want to honor you right. with my mouth. Well, yeah. Heck, that's, that is one of the easier ways to kind of represent Christ to others. I mean, you know, you can get into the whole the debate of is swearing a sin or not, but it's when you have those simple little things of, you know, being able to bring people to the faith through your actions, that's a great way to worship God or, or honor God is to just live following Christ, you know, emulating Christ. I heard somebody say that you will be, I was on a mission trip and they, they said you will be this person, perhaps their first example of Christ in their life, which was like a, wow, what? Because you live here in the States and everybody knows who Jesus is. They know the whole yada yada three days later on the cross and he rose again, died for our sins and all this. Christmas. Christmas, Easter with the bunny and Santa Claus and the holidays. And people genuinely know or generally know what Christianity is. But some parts of the world, they don't even know the name Jesus. And so to be that person's first example of christ so bizarre it is something that's so otherworldly real to us yes and and other people don't even they're like i know what are you talking about it's the most real thing in our life and for some people they've never even heard of it it's a shocking realization for some people i mean that's just how radically different that part of the world is good thing they have um the interweb. Yeah, good thing. Because they can exactly. listen to us. There you go. Because there's people in Jesus. Belgium and now you know. Australia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And so these, even in this part of the world here, you could be somebody's, maybe one of their first examples of Christ, of just Christ-like behavior, 
or something like that. And the only way to really emulate that is total dependence on God because there's only so much you can do on your own. So so tell me a time when you said, I mean, and I'm you've got to pull this out. I'll give you a couple I'll, of seconds. I'll figure it out, yeah. But when you said, when you were like almost like broken mm-hmm. and you're like, God, I can't do this. Right. Was there ever a time? I mean, I can tell you about it yesterday <laughs> when I had to do that. I mean, this is a, this is a daily thing when you're in my point in life where <laughs> you have all these transitions and you're dealing with all these thoughts about, am I going to make it? Or is this going to work out? Or how about this? I mean, am I just being stupid, just being, am I just being stupid? Exactly. Am I, am I going to ever, am I going to just die tomorrow is what is going to happen? I mean, you have these thoughts when you're younger of the big questions of life a lot. They, right. they rattle around your mind and you want an answer to all of the big questions you know, even if it's like what happens after you die, what happens to me after I die? Am I going to go to heaven? Is this going to work out for me? How is this job going to play out? How's this relationship going to play out? There's a medical issue that I'm having. I don't know how it's going to play out. And you don't have any experience or prior experience. Anything to pull up. Exactly. Yeah. Like this, this happened to me before. This is probably how it's going to go here in the future. Cause I mean, I'm only 22 years old and I know nothing. So for me, total dependence is you come to the realization that you you know that you don't know. And the, okay. the only way that I'm going to get through, that I'm going to weather this storm, is knowing that there is a God that is in control where I'm not and to just rely on him. Because I get to a point where I'm, I'm in my own head, whether it's about, you know, is this podcast going to work out or something like that? Or how is this book going to get published? Is this going to make it? Am I going to... You know, am I going to win the Hugo Award? Am I going to not? Am I going to do this or that? Am I going to get paid next week? Am I going to get paid enough because I just went on vacation and so I missed a couple of days? Simple things like that. It's I know for a fact that God plans the best for me and that he has a desire for me to succeed because, I mean, it says I am dependent on you. You march out in front of me, and like we read earlier, he will honor me. If I am going to continually rely on him and put him first in my life, God is going to then honor me because, again, I can't do it all on my right. own. So you got to get on your knees and put your hands up like this. So, so, that, you take so that was my next question. What does that look like for you? You're broken. Okay, yeah. you're already broken. You're a broken space. Mm-hmm. Then what's ha- what happens in your life when you're broken? When you're like, I, on the, I'm screwed. Uh, at the I, end of your rope. What is it? Mm-hmm. So what what happens? What does it look like? Well, for me, it's it's asking a friend, talking to somebody that I know is a fellow believer. My roommate, the perfect example, because he's also a believer, talking with him. Somebody that's close in your life. If you've got that person, you can fall back on in your family or a best friend. And then praying and giving it up to God. Because when you, when you surrender, you feel a lot of weight lifted off your shoulders. Kind of like how you did at 3 a.m. I get on my knees, put my hands up, and I say, God, take it. Cause and I there's can't. nothing magical about getting on your knees. Right. But there's something magical about, about getting, getting on, on your knees. knees. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not more powerful holding your hands up while you're praying. Mm-hmm. It's just something happens. It's a, it's a position of surrender. You're kind, of, you're kind of like, you're not tricking yourself into it, but when you physically put yourself, it's like there, I heard a study that if you fake smile, your body will actually become happier. I mean, it's little psychology tricks like that, where if you first get into a position of surrender, your body will then begin to surrender. Your mind will then begin to surrender. 
So if you say to yourself, I'm going to surrender, and if you keep repeating it to yourself, you say, God, I surrender this. Take this from me. You know, I'm depending on you. The more and more you say it, the more and more you're going to believe it. Okay, and so then let's wrap up with then how does God um, – so I surrender, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I surrender. Now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. And so from my experience – and and that's why we're we're doing this. The mm-hmm. age difference is that right. I can look back and say, this happened years ago when we were living with Joyce's grandmother, and we had mm-hmm. our fourth child coming on, and there's just no more room in the house, and so right. I, so grandma owned the house, so mm-hmm. and I couldn't move out, so I had to figure out how to kick her out of her own house. <laughs> How'd that go? It didn't go well. <laughs> I figured. And so I went down the stairs because it was wrong, mm-hmm. and uh, but it was my only option. That was right. my best thinking: kick yeah. Grandma out of her own house. Right. I mean, well, oh, geez, Chris, <laughs> I've I've come a long way. It really got to that point, huh? <laughs> it did. Okay. And it was rough. Yeah. So I went down the basement. Uh huh. Got down on my knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, I I don't know what to do. Yeah. I my best thinking is throwing Grandma out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is what I can come up with. This is. I can't do this, and I have this family that I'm dependent on. Right. I need you showing, and uh, and I swear, God gave me a word. He says, "Go talk to Eleanor," which was my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Just go talk. To... So I went over to Eleanor and I, Joyce. I said, we, "We're pregnant. We we just can't do this anymore." Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want us to do? And this is the situation. She said, "Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out." Well, God figured it out. He gave me an, an answer that I'd never thought of, mm. and put people in the right places. And so, when you have the experience that right. God will give you the next right step, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. is like in this case, it was like, "Okay, go to work on Monday and love them." Yeah, simple, easy next step. There's a, a Covey, Stephen Covey. Oh my god! <laughs> he, see, these wrote, are, he wrote that planner. Uh, the the um, oh my god! These are see. I'm not as much of a focus on the people in the church. I focus on Jesus. Okay. That's you know Stephen Covey that, is my uh, guy. Is uh, uh, it, it was a um, planning uh, like appointment book anyway. Okay, okay. got All it. Right. Like a daily um, planner type. Yeah, thing? Like daily a, planner. And he had like the most. I mean, it was like. 100 hours, 200 hours for his planners. Holy cow. But, but he broke through all things. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's one of the things in his book. He said, seek to, under, seek to understand before you seek to get understood. Mm-hmm. No, seek to understand before. Seek to, I mean, that makes sense. Seek yeah, to when, understand but, before you get understood. Yeah. You, you, you find out what's going on first. Mm-hmm. Ask yeah. the question. Right. And you go, oh, <laughs> I never thought yeah. that. Duh. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's usually the simplest answer yeah. that is the answer first. Yeah. So, so like you, God mm-hmm. it said, "Okay, do this." Right, and it's like, what does God sound like? He sounds like, "I think I should go do this." Right, that's what God sounds like. Yes, a lot of the times, the voice in your head is the Lord speaking to you, or yeah. maybe through somebody else. You know, yeah. a crazy confirmation that you would have never been able to plan or put together on your own. Like, for example, I know a guy that was—he's was going through a bad breakup. You know as us 20 year olds do and (laughs) yeah i know praise god for that girl i broke up with then i would have never had joyce (laughs) right praise jesus yes that's yeah listening joyce i'm grateful that you got rid of Lori. there you go name drop Uh (laughs) uh-oh no but when when he was going through that bad uh circumstance one of his i think it was actually his first girlfriend's uh mom 
texted him out of the blue because they were good friends. You know, they did speech and debate together. And so the speech and debate kids were all very close and their mothers knew each other. And so he had his first girlfriend's mom's number just in his phone randomly. And the I think it was like the day after he broke up with this girl and he was just feeling terrible. I mean, just awful. I mean, you know, you've been through a bad breakup. It's all you can think about. Right. And it it yeah. governs your day to that point where it's yeah. just like, this is all I can think about and all I can do. And everybody knows there's something wrong. His So this mom just texted him out of the blue and was just like, hey, I feel like God told me to tell you how proud I am of you and how awesome you were with you know, my daughter, your first girlfriend back when we were, when you were in high school. And I just wanted to say how uh, amazed I am, how far you came. And this was just out of nowhere. Wow, that's cool. And he never gets texts like these. And it was such an encouragement. And it was a thing that you could only get if you are listening for God's voice. And it was only a thing that would happen when God then honors you. Like I was talking about, if you obey God, then God will honor you. And that was just exactly what he needed yeah. at that time. And so when, you, when you're going through the fire, when you're still managing to praise God, like you read all of Psalms and it's, it's that, going through the fire, but yet I will praise God. Yeah. When you're in that position, that's when you start to hear God the most and that's when he'll work in your life. And when you come out of the fire, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is the best way to live ever because I would have never been able to weather that storm without God because yeah. I am totally dependent and on God. And it goes to this, this uh, um, thing of like that was a million dollar lesson that I wouldn't give you a dime for. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're like this, but I look back and I'm like, you know, something happened in 05 mm-hmm. and uh, changed everything. Yeah. And I mean, when we're going through it, it was it was horrible. Right. It was I, horrible. I was, we were going to leave the church. We were mm-hmm. going to leave the, my wife's job. Yeah. We were going to move. I mean, it was horrible. Wow. I look back and I go, everything that's good in my life mm-hmm. now started then. Jeez. And and so, same thing with getting sober. Mm-hmm. I'm broken, Lord. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't. And he said, okay, just don't drink for the rest of yeah. the day. Say that or, again. Everything that's good in your life started then when Start, everything was broken whenever it was it because wow. what happens is you look back and you go what's the problem mm-hmm. oh, oh it's me <laughs> it's me that's the problem <laughs> every time they say when you point your finger at someone you got three pointing back at you yep. uh, but everything changed from that point point on and mm-hmm. we went from uh we lost everything yeah to to god's Put us in a great place today. There you go. But there, there was all kinds of things that were messed up in there, right? And, and so, yes, from my worst point, mm-hmm. surrendering that, uh, then you look back and you watch God bring it through. So mm-hmm. that's profound. So for you out there that don't know this, mm-hmm. uh, or, or just saying, you know, I don't know how to surrender. Email Will; he'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but you have to become dependent on God. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do have any questions. If you want to ask Subscribe. us, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, you know, stay in touch, be sure to like the video. If you appreciate this, hit the subscribe button. We're very appreciative. And if you do have any questions for us, there's an email down into the description. We're going to be continuing this uh, Baller for Jesus series here. Yeah. Next week, stick around. It's really worked out good. I'm really happy oh, we yeah. decided to do this. Yeah, this is great. We're having great conversations. Yeah, we're screwed after this. Yeah. After <laughs> we're going to be out of ideas, totally. <laughs> Send your ideas. Yeah, so next week. And cash. Yes, please, no. But 
next week is going to be debt canceling. This yeah. will be, ooh, what does that even mean? Good. Debt canceling. Stick around next week to find out. Yeah. No, but it's it's going to be good. Again, if you have questions, be sure to shoot us a quick email. We read all uh, two that we've gotten so far because it's not exactly popping off quite yet. Right. But right. hey, we just started, and that's hey, we're hey, I'm I'm thrilled with you guys that are listening. listening. Absolutely, yeah. Have a wonderful Christmas. Hey, happy holidays. See you Bye. next week.